1: Ron, why don't more pregnant teenagers choose adoption?
0: They haven't heard our podcast?
1: Good answer. Well, research shows that adoption is the least prevalent choice among pregnant teens. Research indicates that 1% to 2% of teenage girls place their children for adoption. And the number of teens who place their babies for adoption have declined sharply over recent decades. This is very interesting to me because my mother was a teenage birth mom. Certainly. So statistics and research surrounding pregnant teenagers is not only interesting to me because of my personal experience, Mm -hmm. but professionally, we see very few teenagers come into the agency. Now, I will say that out of our birth mother clientele, our numbers are higher than 1% to 2%. Okay. I would say that we just a rough estimate, I would say five to ten percent.
0: Really? That high Yes. Okay.
1: And again, that would range from thirteen to nineteen. You know, the youngest that we've seen come in is thirteen and then she was fourteen when she placed obviously on up. And it's hard. It's hard to see the young girls coming into the program.
0: Going through that tough life situation. Correct. And making these tough choices.
1: Again, you've got to hand it to them, though, for making such an amazing choice at such a young age. Right. That is one of the reasons that this podcast, this particular podcast, is is special to me and really hits close to the heart because my mother was one of these. So births to teens in 2017, statistics are showing us that teens 15 to 19 years old account for 5% of all births in 2017. Okay. That has really declined since two thousand nine now people have speculated as to the reasons why you know why are is teenage pregnancy going down? you know is it because of you know m t v show teen mom is it because of what we're doing in the high schools and we're doing more you know sex ed mm-hmm. is it because we are as a society, being more conscientious about birth control. And I think it's attributed to a lot of things. I don't think it's just one thing in particular. I will say that I do credit MTV for the show Teen Mom.
0: Do you really? I do. Okay, I've never watched it, so I couldn't...
1: I do. I have watched it. And I watched it when it first came out, and I still um, watch it every now and then. And I will say that... Yes, it's a reality TV show, Mm -hmm. but I have had my teenage girls watch episodes with me. And I will say that they're able to relate to the teenager minus the mom aspect. And that being said, that's not something that they want to do. And so they're able to identify with the teenager and say, that's not a life I want to live.
0: Right. So they're not glamorizing the whole... I mean, because just the name alone makes you think, oh, they're promoting the idea of being a mom as a teenager. No. And they're not. I don't think it comes
1: across like that at all. At at least in my interpretation. Right. Additionally, uh, they have a couple on the show who I would very much like to have on our podcast, um, Caitlin and and Tyler. And they chose adoption for their first uh, child. All right. I'll make some calls. They... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And Caitlin and Tyler, if you're okay. listening, give us a call. We'd Please. love to have you on the show. They let the audience walk through their adoption journey with them wow. and afterwards. And it is it gives teenagers a perception of, again, you know, if I do get pregnant, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. And who am I going to be at the end of my adoption journey? And how is it going to change me? And so when you look at pregnant teenagers, I think that... Everything we're doing as a society is pushing the lower uh, pregnancy rate. Mm-hmm. But I think where we need to go now is to focus on adoption over abortion when teenagers do get pregnant, because that is something that we still need to increase those numbers. When teenagers choose to parent, research has shown us that There are, unfortunately, some negative consequences for both the mother and the baby. Uh, Generally, they have completed less education, live at a lower socioeconomic status level, and have poor health than other teenagers that do not have an adolescent birth. Due to their lack of maturity, because that's what teenagers are still children. You know, we don't let... A 15-year-old drive. Mm -hmm. So looking at a teenager and thinking this child can parent is really something that I think we need to explore more as a society. You have to be 18 before you can vote.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But as a teenager, you're still able to make a decision on...
0: Not just your life, but the child's rest of their life and how they're raised. Not
1: only the rest of their life, if they even can have a life. And so I I think that we really need to focus on, again, education, education, education. Mm -hmm. Because the more we know, the better we will do. I think when a teenager finds out that they're pregnant, because they are still a child and they do have a lack of maturity, when it's time to have them make a judgment call and a decision on something so significant Mm -hmm. we're taking you know again we won't allow this very child to vote but we're going to allow this child to make a decision on whether they're going to parent have an abortion or place the child for adoption Mm -hmm. when you're looking at the scales of justice that's incredible
0: it's ludicrous is what it is it's i really have no words for it
1: you know, i yeah. I am
0: completely speechless I don't even know what to say because right. you're absolutely right I mean I wouldn't let my son go to the park alone you know until he was well into his teens and now you know it's just like okay you're making a major decision in your life
1: well let's go back why okay. wouldn't you let let's look at that and I, I think that's really important why wouldn't you let your son go to the park
0: Um, because obviously the safety reasons, I mean, that that's first and foremost, everybody has been since the nineties anyway, afraid somebody was going to take your child while they're at the park. So safety is definitely a big one, but also I like being near him to see the choices he's making, you know, and those aren't life and death decisions. Those were, you know, are you going to bully a kid or are you going to act some way that I would be ashamed of?
1: Or you going to allow yourself to be bullied. Right. And so what you're saying, if I can summarize it, is is that you, at let's say 15, mm-hmm. didn't trust your 15-year-old child to make every decision independent of you. Right. Agreed 100%. You know, but you want to the watch with them my make children. their
0: decisions. And, and, of course, you're trying to get them to a point where they can make those decisions on their own. But that's what your job is as a parent, is to help guide them while while they're developing.
1: Correct. But that's why this, as you said, is so ludicrous, because we're talking about teenagers. And we're we're saying that in some states, they're able to make a choice independent of their parental influence Mm -hmm. or permission to have an abortion. Uh, We are allowing them to in some cases completely parent the child on their own underneath the guy you know underneath the household of their their mother or father without supervision maybe and we're not educating on adoption as an option
0: it's such a amazing choice that they could make and so many of them aren't presented with that and i know that Firsthand, I mean, it was out there, but it wasn't something that I thought was something I could have done back then.
1: Yeah, Statistics are showing us that roughly 30% of teenage pregnancies end in abortion. So if we, and, and again, statistics change depending uh-huh. on what source you're looking at, but if we look at this and we say, okay, 30% end in abortion. So out of 10, that, or out of 100, let's do this, that right. is 30. One to two, go to adoption. So 68 to 69 babies are being parented by teen age children. Right. Who are
0: still being raised themselves. Correct. In theory. Right. Right.
1: So they have, you know, a curfew and they have maybe, you know, so much TV time, so (laughs) much social media time. Mm -hmm. And we are entrusting them. To not only make the choice of somebody else's life, giving them that in their hands, when they themselves are just a child. I think for teenagers, when they choose to parent, I think a lot of the reason that they choose to parent is because they don't have education on adoption. They don't have real education on abortion either, other than it's presented as a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may have parents or grandparents that are saying that they will help co-parent the child. They're living on planet fantasy and they're looking at baby clothes and talking about having a baby shower and how cute the baby's going to be and the name. And they're thinking, you know, maybe this will keep my boyfriend with me and mm. we've been having issues lately. And, you know, maybe, he'll stay with me whereas statistics are showing us that 8 out of 10 dads don't actually marry.
0: Right. So the statistics the the don't child. bear that out, certainly.
1: No, absolutely. And the scary thing is is that a sexually active teen who doesn't use contraceptives has a 90% chance of becoming pregnant within a year. Teenagers are often at the height of fertility, and mm-hmm. just once can be all it takes to end up with an unexpected pregnancy. That is terrifying. Yeah, you know, I have I have teenage girls and teenage boys, and I will say that although my my teenage girls are not and teenage boys are not sexually active, but if they were, I would not trust them to even be responsible enough to take a birth control pill every day. Right, I would still or be use there,
0: a or whatever it and,
1: is, and well just the pill on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah.
1: And so if if I can't trust them to take a a birth control pill, Mm -hmm. how would I trust them to raise a child or make a decision that impacts the life of a child? Right. We're doing a disservice when we withhold education because of fear that it will lead to something else. In other words, adoption is not openly talked about in high schools as a seminar. Uh, Neither is abortion, they are focusing on abstinence, which is great. We all as a society would love kids to ideally. be ideally Unfortunately, that's not reality. Mm. And I think that instead of us as a society living on planet fantasy, <laughs> we need to be in planet reality and really look at, okay, this is what's really happening. What can we do to make the best of where we are today? We need to open our eyes and be present What's your take on that?
0: I think you're absolutely right. And I, I do think we have closed our eyes to, because it is, it's hard to talk about things that make you uncomfortable. The idea of my son at 15 year, years old having sex was like, you just want to put blinders on. You really do.
1: It was unimaginable.
0: Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. if I don't talk, to, uh, talk about it, maybe it'll just go away and won't happen and I'll get lucky. But you can't count on that luck. That's planet fantasy. That's planet fantasy. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So I agree with you.
1: And having been a school counselor, I will tell you, uh, teenagers are having sex. Mm-hmm. And we need to open our eyes, like you said, instead of closing it and, and thinking it'll go away. I mean, it's it's there. And we're not doing anybody a good deed by withholding education that, in my mind, is imperative. If we talk with our kids and and the schools, educate them on sex ed, mm-hmm. I think that in some aspects is, is a misnomer in a way. You're going to teach certain aspects of sexual education. Right. But that's only giving part of the picture. We're not giving the whole picture. We're not giving, we're saying we want to focus on don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a good thing. Don't have sex.
0: But- It's going to happen.
1: But if you do, let's talk about...
0: The aftermath, the consequences, and the decisions you have to make.
1: Yes. Because if you're going to be adult enough to make the choice to have sex, you Mm -hmm. have to be adult enough to understand and have been educated in what the long-term ramifications are for you and possibly your unborn child. Right.
0: And that's what we as parents of these children and educators and everybody else need to provide for them instead of just blinding ourselves to it.
1: I so. also think that when we as parents don't talk with our kids more and we don't have that open line of communication, we're doing a disservice not only in our household, but in other households as well. What I've always tried to do with my kids, and I by no means am, am saying that this is you know what everybody should do. I try very hard to keep a very open line of communication. I talk mm-hmm. to them about everything. I will often use the term, okay, amnesty, whatever, you, whatever you're whatever you going to say next, you're, you're totally off the hook for. Let's just go <laughs> this there. This is off the record. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're landing in Switzerland and we are going to stay there <laughs> no for the next five minutes.
0: <laughs> if possible. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right.
1: And in doing so, my kids have often opened up about, you know, what they've seen, what they've heard what kids are doing at school. And I think it's scary. I think I think times are very different now than they used to be because when we were younger, there wasn't the social media presence there is now. Right. There there wasn't the child trafficking high rate that it is now. And I think a lot of that is due to probably social media, the the access that predators are able to get to children right. through social media. I think that that's a huge danger. I think, in my opinion, a lot of the drugs that are prevalent right now in society are factoring into some of teenage pregnancies because, again, some of these are really serious. I mean, I think as a society, we need to focus on what's important. Life is what's important. Mm -hmm. Teenagers getting pregnant, it's going to happen. It's happened for centuries. Right. Although the numbers are decreasing, the numbers... Uh, that are being placed for adoption are also decreasing. So rather than focusing solely on abstinence, why don't we do a shift and focus on abstinence? Make that the biggest aspect. But then let's focus on the consequences of engaging in teenage sex. Yeah. You know, if you wind up pregnant, what are you going to do?
0: I agree. And I also think that what you do as a parent is important too, because as you talk to your children... I think that it causes a ripple effect to their friends. And so they're going to be more open with their friends than perhaps some of their friends' parents are with them. And so maybe they'll get some good influence outside of your circle. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. By what you're saying to your kids and talking with them about. And I think we should do that as parents and as people in a society. You know, we try and. Give a good influence to the younger generation. And hopefully we do some of that, like on this podcast.
1: I would like to have in the future, one of the people that we interviewed that calls in to to be a teenage mom Mm -hmm. and really talk about what that looks like. Right. I know that we have had some teenagers that chose adoption and came through our agency and placed their baby for adoption. And again, to me, Those are some brave kids that are mature beyond their years. And the fact that they were able to make the right choice does restore hope in humanity, in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to really focus on that. We really need to look at the sex ed materials that are being presented at the high schools.
0: See if they need to be changed.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because right now, we are solely focusing on abstinence. And maybe giving very little to, I know they do some birth control. Mm -hmm. It's minimal. But we're not talking about what happens when birth control fails.
0: Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption, written and produced by Kelly rourke and edited by me, Ron Raines. We also want to thank Building Arizona Families, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and the You Before Me campaign. A special thanks goes out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com, and you can call us 24 hours a day with questions or comments about the podcast or adoption in general at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. Make sure to join us next time on Birth, Mother Matters, and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke. Scary, I'm Ron Rains. We'll see you then.